Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Please be advised that Little Miss Recap contains adult language. The Marriage Ain't for Punks app. This is a comprehensive app for people who are married and people who want to be married. Get on our waiting list because when this finally releases, you need to be first in line. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Little Miss Recap, the podcast where we put wigs on and scream at each other. <laughs> oh, oh, you're coming at me. You're coming at me, bro. Oh, Jesus. Right out of the woodwork, coming at me. <laughs> Guys, my name's Amy. I'm here at my bestie stuff. And we're here today to talk about Married at First Sight Season 17, Episode 9, Wigging Out. The episode in which Brennan gets a Julian Assange wig on and gets ripped a new one. And we're here for it. I'm here for it. It was the best. And you have a pretty good theory on Brennan, and we'll get to it. Uh I think you're 100% right about your theory. so, too. We will get to it. Because we have a mutual friend, guys, who's been in this situation, Mm -hmm. and we kind of think the same thing might be happening. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Also, when are we going to stop... Like, did you see the previous or next week? When are oh, we going to stop Lauren and Orion to be in the same room together? I don't know because I feel so bad for her. Like, yes. truly, my heart breaks for her. She was so upset this week. I know. And seeing her cry like that and just – it was really hard to watch. Like, I'm really sad for her. Like, they did her fucking dirty and fuck that guy. I hate him. She has no – in the words of Cody Brown, she is not culpable in this situation (laughs) she's this is all on him it is it is and i'm sick of watching her being fucking gaslit into thinking she did something so horrible because i have rewatched that 
hot tub scene 950 times like everyone else and Mm -hmm. I still stand by she didn't do anything wrong yeah I agree so let's talk for two seconds about you watched bad surgeon last night oh aim you texted me at like quarter to 11 and you were like oh I'm watching this I'm like oh I'll watch it too because I wasn't really tired yet I turned it on. I was up watching it until 1.30 because I was so obs- – I couldn't turn it off. Mm-hmm. And then my mind was so churning over this that I was mm-hmm. awake until almost 4 a.m. <laughs> it was wild. It's insane. It's, it's terrifying on two levels. Number one, many. I could – it was hard to watch for me with the surgery stuff because I hate that. Ooh. Oh, see, I love it. So that's why this was right up my – back to our alley <laughs> second of all it freaks me out that we do have like this blind trust in surgeons mm-hmm. and that was my question too like was no one asking where these tubes were like these tracheas were even coming from what were they who was making them where was he I, getting i them? feel like i need a deep dive on that me yeah. too and i might like, do that was he just literally buying them at the hardware store <laughs> and cutting them and putting them in people? That's what I don't understand. And I say this as somebody that has been in operating rooms with a doctor, being a patient and working with the doctor. Like those items usually come like packaged in you know, all the medical crap and like, like the dude's this not is, running around with did them. He show up with them in like a brown paper bag from the hardware store. Like, right, like were they in a Lowe's bag and the guy yes. like pulled them out and just started putting them in people? Right. I don't know. And how did no one know what they were? I don't understand. Like somebody dropped the ball big time on this, whether thought- it's like the medical community or whatever. I don't know. I thought the way that they told the story was great. Oh, I did too. It was like excellent. I liked that it was framed. <clears throat> excuse me, like through her point of view. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was good. I it thought was it was excellent. really good. I, liked I it. thought it was excellent. I loved it. I was up all freaking night. I'm working on yeah. like two hours of sleep, and I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I could not yeah. stop. Like I just, my brain was like in overdrive then because I was so amped up. It's yeah, wild. And it- you know, I just have this like low key fear of medical procedures, and this did not help. Did not help. I know, and I don't like. I love them, so anything gory with like guts in like a medical way, like blood and guts of someone getting murdered. Like, not that these people weren't murdered. I don't mean that they were murdered, but like mm-hmm. brutally murdered, like the staircase. Like when they kept showing that bloody freaking staircase forever, over and over and over again. Like that's the I kind never of saw shit- that. <gasps> I knew That's you would the react kind this of way. shit that grosses me out. Although I did yeah. like that one, that was a good show. Um, but I listened to a podcast gross- on it, like a now defunct podcast that yeah. used to be my favorite podcast of all time. It was these two people. They were young, and they were obsessed with John Benet Ramsey. And all they did was talk about John Benet Ramsey and the staircase. <laughs> it was oh my so God. random, this podcast. That's awesome. It was like 10 years ago. <laughs> I don't know what was going on there. That's funny. And it's defunct, and I'm so upset about it. The one guy was H. Allen Scott. That's his name. He's pretty, like, well-known. Let me see if I can find what that podcast was. H. Allen Scott podcast. He hosts a podcast now about the Golden Girls. 
Oh, I love that. It's called Out on the Lanai. Um, that's amazing. But many years ago, oh, it was called Talking Crime. It was so good. I loved it so much. In fact, I begged him to come back. Really? (laughs) I'm like, guys, please bring it back. Yeah, he was with this woman. I forget her name. It was really good. It was really good. Anyway, they were hilarious and they would watch like true crime stuff and then recap it. Do you think they would want to join us to talk about it? No. Oh. Who are we? Who cares? <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Want- I'm fucking nobody, but whatever. You know what I want to try to do? I want to try to invite um, Robert Tyne Jr. on to talk oh. about. Well, when I'm with Mark about- later, I'll ask him to, to <laughs> give you a call. <laughs> All right, guys, we're here. This is serious. We are here for some serious business. Um, This is wigging out. Things have taken a turn here. And we need to talk about it. So we're going to start with your couples because I don't have, I have, I have the brunt of the Emily Brennan stuff, obviously. Mm -hmm. But then I hardly have anything for Lauren and Well, there is, there is nothing. So it's fine. So we'll start with Becca and Austin. Yeah, let's start there. They're always like. Uh, just a nice sunny place to start. They are. So we open up with Becca laying in bed with Stinky Austin, and we learn that it's her birthday. And so when later, is this filmed? When is her birthday? We don't know. I don't know. Good I want to say this was filmed like January, February. Oh, wow. That long so ago. So she might okay. be an Aquarius, which I think would explain a lot. Mm, Go on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or a Pisces. Hmm. Oh, she could be a Pisces. She fits she both could profiles. be a Pisces, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So later they're having lunch with her girlfriends. And this is one meeting that actually seemed to be going well. I agree. Um, the friends seem to like – they say that they like him a lot. Um, they're asking all of the good questions, the kids stuff, the sex stuff, all the stuff. Um, Bre- Becca brings up religion again. <laughs> and Austin's all like, ha, ha, ha. Like he does that weird like <laughs> – Oh my god, he's like a beaver. Uh, head laugh. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yes, he's butthead. Yes, yes. So um, Austin admits that he is the slow one in the sex department. So like I said, Becca brings up religion – and he's all like, huh, huh. and then he, Beck, or Austin leaves the table at one point to go and get drinks, right? And the girlfriends start asking her questions. And I loved this because they're like, okay, now tell us what you really think uh-huh. about not having sex. Uh-huh. Um, and Becca's just like, you know, he's not ready. I am. So we're just, I'm just letting him take the lead. So she's much. saying she's ready. Cause people I think were saying so. Like, yeah. Don't forget about the surgery. And I was yeah. like, I think she's okay now. I, I do too. I mean, I don't period. think she, she comes out and says like, Oh, I'm ready to bang. Mm-hmm. But like, she does say that she's letting him take the lead. And I mean, not to be, you know, gross, but there are many other things you could do besides oh, yeah. actual, yeah. you know, totally up for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the one friend says, I think we can let the whole Jesus thing go. Like we can deal with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? These are really good friends. They are. They really are great friends because if this was me and you were like shacking up with somebody that was like raising uh, uh, Jesus. Opposed to my politi- my religious yeah, views. Yeah. I would probably, I don't know how I would feel about it. Yeah, no, these for you. I think they recognize that he's yeah. a good dude for her. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. really nice. 
Um, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, I know she is, too. Oh, same. Mm -hmm. Becca says that he's the first guy she's been with that hasn't wanted to jump into sex right away. And at first she thought maybe he's not attracted to me or that I've done something wrong. And I feel very seen here because what girl doesn't blame themselves? Of course. Every girl does. Yeah. But she thinks she just needs to give him time. She's leaving it up to him. Blah, blah, blah. And it Mm -hmm. all, like, it was all nice. Nice stuff. Yeah. So later we're back at the apartment and the friends are arriving. Mm-hmm. His friend shows up with a plant and I love this so much. Yeah, I love his friend. His I friends decided, are great. Her friends are great. I and you know. can always tell like someone by the company by they f- keep. Oh, mm-hmm. Yes. A million mm-hmm. percent. Yes. Um, so the friend brings a plant and I'm way into this. And if any guys are listening, they should be picking, taking some notes because all the guys are listening to this podcast. Bring some plants. Yes, our two male listeners. Bring some Mm -hmm. plants. Bring plants. Mm -hmm. They have a beautiful charcuterie that I'm so here for. Becca looks adorable. She loves charcuterie. Like she does these elaborate boards. Like I do. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, I know. Um, And again, she's wearing this amazing top. Somebody needs to tell me her last name so I can find her because I need to know where she's buying her clothes. Somebody help me. Okay. Yeah. So now Austin's sitting outside with the girls and they're asking questions and he's asking them questions, which is nice. Like no one's really like grilling anybody. They're all getting Mm-mm. along. No, nicely. I feel like it's an appropriate level of totally like I need to know your intentions. Yes. Yeah. Um, he asks them what kind of void he can fill for her. And again, they just say like open communication is really important. And they drill in again that she likes to address things right away. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, me too. Mm-hmm. And we know that he doesn't. But he assures them that all in all, he's um, he's all in. And he, while he is worried about the religious hurdle, he thinks it's something that they can overcome. And he mm-hmm. seems really positive about it. His friend tells Becca, and I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. I should have written Yeah, I don't have the friend's name written down. Oh, and I'm not good at that. Um, but he tells Becca that Austin can be a tough nut to crack sometimes, mm-hmm. as we're saying. Mm-hmm. And Becca, interestingly enough, says that she feels like he's been really open and doesn't think he's been holding back at all. And that they've built a strong, solid friendship. And it doesn't hurt that they both think each other is cute. I, I'm so oh, worried about them going into zone. the friend zone. I can't even tell you. They She I needs know. to grab his dick and start working on it like right Seriously. now. <laughs> Becca, that is your homework. And I don't mean to sound like she has to sexually assault him, but she's got to make a move. Because this is, this is going he, off that cliff. He's not going to make the move, I don't think. Mm-mm, so I think mm-mm. she needs to. Um, but the friend is really sweet. He says that, you know, she he's a great guy. She's super lucky. Um, And he brings up that religion has never come up for them in their friendship or in his other relationships. So he doesn't think this is a big Mm -hmm. deal. I'm kind of wondering if she's making it more than it is. I think she's making it a big deal. I do too. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just going to put this out there. mm -hmm. If they end this over religion, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I know, dude. It's like that's That's where I will be at because this is ridiculous. Um. But she does say that she is willing and ready to bend on the religion thing, but mm-hmm. she doesn't think that he is. Mm-hmm. And after the party, they're cleaning up. Becca's chomping on some pizza. 
They're both saying how great it was. They're laughing and joking. Mm -hmm. Um, And she says something so great. And I loved this. She said, she told his friend that it's great that they, all of their friends get along and they get along really well because it feels like they have a community behind them. And then it's yeah. kind of like having references for each other. Yes. And I was like, Which that's was great. a really cute uh-huh. way to look at it. I would never uh-huh. have thought anything like that, but that yeah. was really cute. She was cute. checking references. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, she tells the cameras that she's not going to push the religion thing. Oh, let it drop, like she is. girl. Like, let it go. But she wants to get the intimacy worked out so they both feel connected. Um I she agree. needs to she while they're playing pilot wing pilot wing 64 she needs to just hop on him and start grinding away i know Ooh. something needs to happen there i don't know he's boobs so in the face i don't know what she needs to do i don't know either but i that feel was, like that how stoned it? is he all the time how, how ha- stoned do you think he is i think you're right like i think that has to be it because <laughs> dude, dude. all the time <laughs> Love him to death, whatever. But like, it's not a slight, you know. I'm just saying. I I think he's stoned all the time. Yeah, and I love her too. I wish she would drop the religion thing, though. I'm afraid maybe she needs to get stoned. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But But then I feel like sex is never going to happen. Then. Uh, Yeah, definitely not. (laughs) Um, But that's all I have for them. They were kind of great this week. I loved Mm -hmm, them mm -hmm. again. They're they're in a good place. Couple still. They're still up in my top two. We're gonna go over to Lauren and Orion real quick. Let's let's bang this out. Jesus Christ! Christ. <laughs> so Lauren meets with her brother and sister-in-law. Meanwhile, idiot Orion meets with his friend, and he tells them, "I'm divorced. I was losing romantic interest. Whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. I Fuck could just off. fucking slap this guy silly." I'm like a Three point. Stooges type situation. Yeah, completely. I'm at the point where I don't even want to see or hear him ever again. <laughs> Can ever. we revisit episode two when I said I thought he was hot? Yeah, let's revisit that, Amy. Because do you remember what I said? You were always grossed out by him. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he says he told his mom and his sister what happened and they're disappointed. Fuck, Fuck right you. Off. Mm-hmm. So Lauren t- is now, we're back to Lauren. They're cutting back and forth between them. And she's like, I didn't want a divorce. It was his choice. But she says emotionally, she ran the gambit. Like she felt pain and resentment. And then we go back to him and he says he needs time to heal from his marriage and from how much he liked Lauren because he saw real potential there. Fuck you. Fuck off mm-hmm. lauren's like this sucks because i always feel like things can work out but he was so negative and then her sister-in-law's like look at the end of the day you are a bad bitch and you're she's gonna right. travel you're gonna have a great life fuck this motherfucker mm-hmm. and lauren kind of smiles and everybody's like yeah you're right and that's it and i, I never want to see him again i don't either like i, I never want to see her see him again i want to see him on the top of the trash pile Yes. That's the only yes. place I want to see him. That's the only place. Laying on yeah. the top of the dumpster with yeah, all the other garbage. Just, like, uh, and he was He's, on after party, like trying mm-hmm. to defend all of this shit. And it's like, He's dude. Such a piece of shit. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, I'm not here for him. He is judgy McJudgy. He <sighs> resents the matriarchy he was raised in. He is misogynistic. Yep. I don't want to hear about it. He is, he has the balls to tell a black woman in America 
that she doesn't know what it feels like to be oppressed. Okay. Fuck All right. off. Mm-mm. I can't. Done. Okay, please take us to Clam and let's palate cleanse this shit. I love him Clam. So much. Okay, Clam. <laughs> We're on to Clam. I am, okay, I have had a little turn with Clam because I am I already here know what for you're Cam's say. energy. Yes. When he is sitting there and he's just like, I don't know if the food's done and my dad's dying. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he's just like, he needs a shirt or he needs a hat like the dad in, um, the devil on trial that Jenny and I mm. covered, the hat just said, like, fuck off, or I don't give oh. a fuck. That's what Cam, Cam's whole energy is just, I don't give a fuck. He does I not sweat the small think, stuff. And I love it. Yes. I don't think that he doesn't give a fuck, but I think you're right. He doesn't sweat the small stuff. Well, that's I what I mean. He gives a fuck about people. Oh, yeah. And Claire, <laughs> but he, like, doesn't give a fuck yeah. about the shit that stresses, like, us out. Mm-hmm. The everyday person. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I have so much to talk about this week with these two. Okay. So Claire goes to see Cam at work and immediately I'm more in love with him than I've ever been in my entire fucking life. I'm not in love with him. Let's back that train up. No, I totally am. You know, I love bikes and cycling and all of that shit. He is somebody. There is nothing attractive about him to me. No, see, there is to me. It's the He's not dirty enough. He's not Mm -hmm. toxic enough. He's not... No, oh, no, I'm, yeah. he's, he's not carrying around a guitar. <laughs> he is so totally my type, kind of standoffish, kind of goofy, but I, I can't, whatever. I would be anyway. friends with him a hundred percent. Oh that's yeah. It. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's super hot and she sees it too, I think. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> he goes, I have a project to show you. <laughs> a project. <laughs> Which is so super hot and adorable. And well, she seems trying to get a ham for Christmas morning, Mr. Spoon. <laughs> now he's trying to him. Do you have a shilling for me? <laughs> I fired you last week. But you know, she seems to really enjoy being there. And this is nice. I liked this for those two. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have a Christmas have a theory? Duck? Sorry, I'll stop punch you in the face. <laughs> I have a theory about Cam. Okay. That I feel like he's he's waiting for her to start asking real questions. And I don't think she has. Hear See, me I out, think please. he's waiting for her to to make a move sexually or physically. But go on. Well, he is. Mm-hmm. But again, I think he would feel better progressing as he would say (laughs) in the in the intimacy department if she would give him something and hear me out more than once we have heard him say in the past well if you just asked if you just asked he's Mm -hmm. begging her to ask him things and she's not how we saw the producers trolled him a little bit because he's like you know <clears throat> she was talking with their friend about, wow, I can't believe his dad's like on his deathbed, blah, blah, blah. And we see her asking about his family. And he's like, oh, they're fine. We're going to have a wedding over in Australia. Yeah. And like, we, we hear nothing about my nothing. dad's dying. You know, we hear nothing and about that. And she drops it and never brings it up again. Well, why I feel would like. you suspect there's something more there? But when you're married to somebody, wouldn't the first thing, one of the first questions I would be asking is, 
what is your relationship with your parents? Tell me about your mother. Tell me about your father. Tell me about your siblings. Dude, yes, you would. You didn't do that with Timmy because you already knew. Yeah, but I'm thinking, but I'm wondering if she did do that. We haven't seen it. Okay. All right, go on. And he has said multiple times, if she just asked. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm whatever. So I just feel like he has never really been shown love in the way that she has. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's ever felt chosen. And this is big. And this is why I think I relate to him in some way, because I kind of have some of that, you know. Um, I'm just telling you, I can see through this facade that he's putting up, and it's a defense mechanism. They were parented in very different ways. Yeah. She exhibits secure attachment all the time. Mm-hmm. And he, he does not. But he what's frustrating. not securely attached. He's not. But what's frustrating to me in this is that she's a therapist, and while she is half of this marriage, I do think that... She needs to understand that he doesn't bring to the table the same emotional intelligence and security that she does. And with her training, she should sort of understand that a little bit and be trying to work that out with him. But we don't see her doing any of that. Yeah, I think she's, I think we're seeing her starting to get there though. I hope like, so. That's I what think I'm saying. I I'm hope. I'm seeing a change in her because I'm okay. thinking that she's. Like, a lot of it must have been so overwhelming just with this process and the cameras are there and you don't know what he's saying with the cameras there and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I also come from the school of thought that, yes, therapists should be insightful, but they also can't often fix their own lives, right? No. We shouldn't expect that. No, no, no. Um, No, no. It's hard to see what you're in. Right. Do you know what I mean? Please don't misunderstand. No, no, no. I agree with you that she should see some red flags here. Yeah. But I don't even think that they're red flags more so than they're just obvious flags. Obvious flags for mm-hmm. her to understand more. Yeah. That I just I think don't we're think seeing she's that. getting. But I hope so. I think we're getting there. Yeah. So anyway, let's go on. So later, Cam comes back to the apartment without food for the party, and Claire is wigging the fuck out. She's super stressed and she just keeps saying to him, You had one job. You have one job, Cameron. One job. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And he points out that there's tons of places to order takeout from, and they have two hours until their guests arrive. Right. And their guests, there's like three guests. Three people. Like, call like what? I, at first, I was on her side. I'm like, you're having mm-hmm. this huge housewarming party and you have no yes. food. Right. But then when three people showed up, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, like you mm-hmm. could get Arby's. This is fine. Exactly. Oh, my I God. Mean, I, I would go never get Arby's. Ew. <gasps> I like the curly fries, but I don't. I don't what? No. You don't like the fake salty roast beef? No. <sighs> okay. Mm-mm. I think I found a real divide in our friendship. All right. Well, okay. it's over. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this marriage of 30 years is over. Mm, I could right. get me an Arby's right now, dude. Mm. All right. So Claire's being kind of bitchy about the food situation, and she's razzing on him pretty hard. And you can see that he's getting kind of defensive with the I'm just the worst husband ever comments because he <laughs> he starts to get really passive aggressive. And I'm just like, I see him. I'm like, Cam, I see you, buddy. Yeah. I see you, yeah. my friend. I'm yeah. here for you. You yeah. are seen, at least with me. Yeah. But we find out that his friends aren't coming to the party because they had to get ready for a trip. 
Um, Cam ends up ordering the food because she Mm -hmm. insisted only to find out that he couldn't choose a delivery time. It's just going to be there in 15 minutes. (laughs) We can see where this is going, right? Yeah. Yeah. This this just happened to me like last weekend with pizza. But go on. And so Cam (laughs) tells the camera that Claire's acting all stressed out about the food, but he thinks it's more than that. And I Mm -hmm. agree. Mm Mm-hmm. She's been visited by the ghost mm-hmm. of Christmas, Christmas past. <laughs> so again, she's freaking out about the food now. It's in the I, oven. I feel like I need to explain something because people might come for me and be like, he's Australian or he's New oh, we know this. He's not- I I do the Jacob Marley because of the promo pictures where he was dressed like a Victorian yeah. groom. Okay. Yes. And if you're listening, you should know this. Okay, no I'm just saying some you. people might be jumping in late. You You're know, true. Know. That's okay. true. So Cam now says, listen, the food's already dried out. The oven's warm. Just on 20 minutes ago. And she's like, no, Cameron, it's cold. <laughs> it's cold. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I do kind of see what you mean. And so, like, what the fuck, bitch? Whatever. She, she just, she, she's just, she, like, she's, she's a type A and she's yeah. stressed. Yeah. I get it. And I see it because I'm I'm part type A, too. I'm part mm-hmm. both of these people. I think mm-hmm. that's why I love them so much. It's okay. really weird. It's kind of like watching myself as okay. two personalities. You're, you're <laughs> like watching your internal battle play out yes. on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yes. So she does apologize and she does admit that she made him order it too early. It was so dumb. But I love Claire. So whatever. She ends up Mm -hmm. teasing him. Cam says, you know, oh, uh, real quick, just to note again, he does say that his friends are not coming to this party. So it's Mm -hmm. only her friends. Mm -hmm. And he says that he's not comfortable being in the room with three therapists. And I'm like, fuck. I don't know that I would be either. Uh, I would Or I would be like, right. No, no, no. Of course, you, like me being me, I would totally love that. But me being in his situation, I can see how mm-hmm. that would be like mm-hmm. major, um, mm-hmm. like worrisome. I would be yes. nervous. Yes. So her friend Amy shows up and I am fucking here for Amy. Well, I'm here she for somebody who's a millennial and, named Amy. Well, right. She, of course. But she shows up with this big pottery face jar to drink out of to drink out of and i'm like because it's a drink out of anything but a glass party which is i know brilliant. and mm-hmm. that is so fucking brilliant it's i cool. loved it so mm-hmm. much yeah oh i just really love this friend mm-hmm. so the friend comes in they're, they're you know they're sitting in the kitchen and they're joking about being a therapist and she looks at him and she says so how is your relationship with your father like haha like completely teasing like mm-hmm. pulling the fake therapist line and then like, dun, where, dun. where like you and i are always like the doctor feels so how does that make you feel that's yes. all she was yes. doing and yes. he's like well <laughs> he doesn't know like whatever they find out that his father doesn't know that he's getting married at mm-hmm. first sight that he's on mm-hmm. the show he knows nothing 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 and claire and the friend are both like what the fuck Mm-hmm. And we all are, and we find out that he's on his deathbed. What would you tell a man on his deathbed? I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I don't know because we don't know. We I don't would know tell this, him that I'm getting married. We don't know what this relationship is like. I know. We I already know. We know that he has a very different upbringing 
my guess is that this isn't a warm and fuzzy relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think that he fled New Zealand for a lot of reasons. Cam is like, and I think there's something in me that is scared of people like this. Cam Mm -hmm. is like a deep well of secrets that you'll Mm -hmm. never fully understand. And that freaks me out a little bit because I need to completely know somebody. Me too. Yeah. But I do think that he's willing to open up if it's done in the right way. Yeah. And And I don't think there's anything like, I'm not saying there's anything nefarious about him or I just think he's very deep. Oh, yes. And there's a lot in there. Oh, definitely. And I don't know how much she's going to be able to unearth. If that makes sense. I know. And he, because he says, like, when she asks him, like, what would your dad think? He's like, I have no idea. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, yeah. that's telling. And it mm-hmm. actually, it kind of makes me, it doesn't kind of, it really makes me sad for him because. What would your dad have said if you told him that you were doing this? My fucking dad would have flipped his shit for oh, See, a my dad would be like, okay. And then, Right. <laughs> So that was my, like, my dad would totally have been the type to be like, you're crazy, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I knew I could have gotten my dad to come around and he would have been super cool. Now, see, that would have been my gram. She would have been like, I don't like it. No, it's Mm -hmm. not right. Mm -hmm. But my dad would be like, all right, let's see how this works out. I can see Mr. B doing that Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Mr. B's chill. Not the Mr. B I grew up with. Mm Mm-hmm reiterating that (laughs) i know i know i know hey everyone stay tuned little miss recap will be right back after these words this is Paige, the co-host of giggly squad and i want to tell you about a company that i've been loving olive and june olive and june gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box and if you break it down it really comes out to two dollars a manicure which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. So the the guys show up now. Um... They seem super cool, although the they're making amazing. Some, they're amazing, but in the kitchen, they're making some jabs at him. A little bit. And little I bit. could see that he's getting a little uncomfortable, but he's trying really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, the friends ask how it's going. Claire says emotional. Um, they ask Cameron how he handles Claire's big emotions, and he says yeah. pretty Why are well. Why we talking about Claire like she's a three-year-old? I know. I know. This is weird. Yeah. Um, and he says, you know, I think I'm handling them pretty well. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And he says, he gives her the whole standoffish, and then he'll come back later and say he's sorry, and it all works out. 
Mm-hmm. And the friends are like, well, I'd say that's pretty healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Amy asks him why he wanted to do this. And again, I love Amy. And he said he always wanted to be married. He was single. He didn't have any baggage. He's financially stable. And he just felt like it was the right time for marriage. And there was nothing saying no. And mm-hmm. I love this answer. Mm-hmm. I love this answer. I agree. I agree. They ask if he regrets it, and he said that he would never do it again, mm-hmm. but he's very happy that he did it this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes outside with the guys, and the guys are asking him how it's going, and he's so nervous, and I feel- I so, could I talk really, to these guys for six hours. Me too. Oh, me mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Me too. I wish I knew who they were because I want to be their friends. I know. I know. Like, can, how do we get them on the show? I don't know. <laughs> That's a brilliant. I'm going to try to figure that out. This is what we need. Yes. We need new therapists. We we don't only need them on our show. We need mm-hmm. them on the show. The show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I've mm-hmm. just employed them. So the guys are asking him how it's going. And he's saying, you know, it's been bumpy. But he feels deeper and deeper for her every day. And she's hands down the smartest girl he's ever been lucky enough to be in a relationship with. Which, let me tell you something. My husband says this about me all the time, like he loves how smart I am. I know. In my opinion, that is the best compliment anyone could ever give me. A million percent. And I think because I've never been really complimented on my physicality, like the smart thing is the thing I've always clung to. And when somebody says I'm smart, it is like so heartwarming. I know. I love that he said that about her, especially because she's hot. Yes. And he didn't and go to like, she's first... hot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's not the first thing he said. I just right. fucking love him. You can't yeah. come for him because I will fight you. Okay. I think he's secretly um, going to butcher the entire cast. No, he's not. But whatever. Shut up. So he says he feels like he's bearing more of the emotional struggle and that he feels like he's sinking. And that's sad mm. because I hate this for him. I don't know when there's going to be emotional intimacy. Oh, I'm slipping into Queen Elizabeth. I, I know. The Queen's coming out. And I love I the do, Queen. I don't know when you're going to slip into emotional intimacy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the dudes are like, what happened? And he's just like, the topic of religion came up, and he says that, you know, he's open to having a partner of any religion, but he doesn't want to raise his kids religious. Mm-hmm. And the friends say that they don't think this means it can't work, but it can be daunting. But they advise him to keep exploring the romantic connection and what brought him to this experience. I lean mean, into it and see where it leads to. you. Right? This yes, is who you want like, to talk to. Yes, two therapists. Like, yes, I had to write down almost verbatim what they said because it was so perfect. It was like mm-hmm. utter mm-hmm. perfection. Yep. Um, they say that they think, okay, so they all right, so they kind of wrap it up by saying, lean into it, see where it leads you. Um, and then they tell the camera after they separate that they think he's interesting and a lot of fun. But he has a lot, and they stress a lot, of really valid, important feelings and things to say. But he doesn't know how to say them, and they worry that this is going to be an issue for Claire. Bingo. This is exactly what I've been trying to say. He just doesn't have the tools to express himself. Can I tell you something, though? Can Mm -hmm. I tell you something? What? In the relationship that I am currently in, 
I have all the tools and my partner came to the relationship with almost none of the tools. It's exhausting work. It's exhausting work. Like, I feel like, I feel like I've gotten him there now where we can have these deep conversations, but I've been married for 18 years. Correct. It's been 11 days. It's exhausting. But it's been 11 days. Give the dude some space. No, no, no. I agree 100%. But what I'm saying is I think the friends see this writing on the wall. Like she is in for this exhaustive process and I hope she's up for it is kind of what they're saying. But I also think in a way they kind of have his back a little bit because I think they see what I see. Mm -hmm. And it. let me tell you something. It's worth it. Like if you can bring a partner like my husband who just was not ever a great communicator in this way, if you can bring them to the table, I mean, it took me a decade probably. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. It's so mm-hmm. worth it. Your totally marriage is. benefits from it incredibly. Like, yeah. But putting that time in is a lot of work. I know. I've done it too. We mm-hmm. both, we've both mm-hmm. done it. Yep. So now we see Claire with Amy. And Claire tells Amy that she likes that Cameron is super smart and educated and that she respects him as a person and she feels respected from him, by him, but she wonders if it's enough. Mm-hmm. Um. She again goes on to say that he's very anti-religion and thinks that religion will brainwash their kids, but she's had a very different experience. And I'm a little bit confused here because I have not heard him say that he's anti-religion ever. I think he's an atheist. I think he's an atheist too. He might be like agnostic maybe. Yeah, he might be agnostic because it sounds like he has a problem with the organization Organization, of religious. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But- I don't but know. I, mean, he, I feel like he might be atheist. And I'm that's okay too. It's okay, but, but he, it's hard when you're going to raise children. It totally is. I mm-hmm. know. And But the thing is, he has said over and over again that he's open to it. And she's just yeah. immediately yeah. saying he's not. So, like, that's yeah. annoying. Um, Amy tells her to just be open and to try to compromise a little bit. Um, Amy says they both have different, or no, I'm sorry, Claire said they both have different foundational backgrounds and she can't believe that he just brought up the dad stuff now out of nowhere. And this is like a huge red flag and threw her for a loop. Mm. And I get it. Yeah. I mean, I get it. But again, are you asking questions? Because I don't think she is. I don't know. And he needs, maybe he needs to say to her like, I don't know how to communicate, so you have to ask questions for to get any oh, information right. out of me. And that's what I'm hoping these dudes are going to say to her. Like, Maybe. here's what you need. Like, I'm hoping that one of these therapist friends of hers will give her that advice. Because right. Right. I think they're doing them both a huge disservice by not saying that, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, because his family isn't there – that's even more of a reason for her to be asking more questions. Like he has less questions to ask because he's met the family. They were at the wedding. They've been to lunch. They've done the Mm -hmm, thing. You know what mm -hmm, I mean? mm -hmm. She's had none of that. So she Mm -hmm. really should be asking more questions. I'm sorry. But I'm going to fall on the sword for this one. Are you ready for the dumpster? No, I'm not done with these guys. Oh, we still got more. Okay. I'm sorry. I know I'm going on a lot. You're over me. I'm going to try to go faster. Go ahead. Um, But after the party, they're talking. This is important. She brings up the stuff about the dad and that she's taken aback and he's all just like, okay. Claire's like, (laughs) okay, question mark. 
And Cam says, well, you didn't ask. Oh, yeah. And he said you didn't ask about the, he said that last episode. He's been saying it. So like, yeah, but like, like, this is where I have a problem. I want to say fuck you, but I'm pulling it back. Don't say it. This is where I have a problem. Like, just because you don't know how to share anything doesn't mean she needs to be a mind reader. I know. And know that she has to pull these questions out of you all the time. I know that. But again, it's a lot of work on her. It is. But I think he was, I don't think he had a normal upbringing. I don't. I I don't think so either. But like, stop with the digs of you didn't ask. Like, how would she know to ask? You know um, what I mean? Like, because she's a therapist and she should be asked. She should know. But yeah, but no. Amy, I agree with – I agree. I see both sides here. I'm, yeah. I'm completely yeah. agreeing with you. I do see both sides. I just wish somebody was helping him along because he needs help that he's not getting. The experts aren't giving it to oh, him. Oh, I know what could have helped him. Therapy? Like 10 years ago maybe? Now you're just being mean. <laughs> Go to therapy, dude. All no, right. it's true. These – this is a pet peeve of mine and people are going to come for me and I know you are. But – you can't go through the world emotionally unavailable and expect other people to do the emotional heavy lifting for you and you won't go to therapy and do it yourself. Um, I'm completely agreeing with you. You know that I agree with that sentiment. However, mm-hmm. when you come from – I'm going way too deep here. I, nobody wants to hear this. No, but don't I even do compare think- this to your situation because you've not- been in therapy for like 20 years. I'm not okay. at all. What I'm saying is I think when you come from a family that doesn't communicate, that isn't loving, that doesn't show emotion, if you're not taught that therapy is a normal thing, I don't think that's something that you just inherently know, Amy. And I'm going to tell you. I understand that. And I'm not saying that he's at fault for moving through the world this way, but he does bear a little bit of responsibility when he expects other people to compensate for it and know it. Completely. You know I mean? That's where and, I'm saying. Like, uh, no. if he wants to just be untherapized and communicate like this his entire life, great. Fine. Have at it. Yep. But you can't then be like a dick to other people because right. they're not recognizing it and reacting in the right way. Right. And I agree with you. I'm just saying that I think this is where the experts are failing these two because we need yeah. Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper in there. Well, Pastor Cal's ass came two, out, didn't you see that? I did. <laughs> but we need them talking these two through these things because I yes. truly believe if somebody says, somebody neutral says to Cameron, you will be so much better off if you do X, Y, Z, if mm-hmm. you say blah, 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 I think he would do it. I right. truly and it, do. And she needs to say to Cameron... When Claire asks you, what does your family think about this process? Yeah. That is a window or an opportunity for you to say something like, well, it's complicated. And maybe Mm -hmm. when we know each other a little better, we can talk about it. Instead of saying, everything's fine. We're going to have a wedding in New Zealand. How would Claire know? I know. You know what I mean? I I just, I think... I think he's just wildly insecure. I think he comes from a not great background. And I think he's a little bit intimidated that she has a great family. And I think he's just trying to find his place there. And he wants somebody to help him. Truly, that's what I see. I see like a wounded boy. I do too. But I also see somebody who's incredibly resilient and Mm -hmm. strong. And has in every other aspect of his life taken control 
risen up, overcome things, has succeeded. Do you know what I mean? Like you need to do that do. in this arena now, dude. He totally does. And I wish I might regret saying this. Oh no. I want to cut it. But this is where I think there's a huge divide in therapy for men and women. Oh no, I agree a hundred percent. So, but again, men, that's what I'm saying. It's stigmatized like, for men. 100%. It's stigmatized. And we're ex- you're kind of saying, though, that you're expecting him to not know that. Like, I'm to- expecting him to not expect her. I know. To overcome for his shortcomings. I know. Like, maybe he doesn't know it's a shortcoming. Maybe to your point, maybe he doesn't even recognize. I don't think he does. That it's a shortcoming. But I'm sure don't. people have told him in his life that he doesn't. Tell people things. I know. <laughs> I don't know, I'm guys. Come at us. Fast. So he tells the camera, listen, I feel like I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. He really, really likes her, but she shows him no expression of feelings towards him, and he doesn't know how to build on that. And I mm-hmm. feel that. I feel yeah. – I see both sides here. I see yeah. a little bit more Cam's side, but I see Claire's side too. Like I'm not coming at her in any way. I love these two. And I really want this to work out. I just feel like, so at the end when she's like, oh, when they're talking about the dad and he's like, she says to him, I feel like you don't have the mental capacity to deal with this right now. And I'm just, and I'm going to respect that. And I'm just like, dude, I get what you're doing. But at the same time, like you're missing a huge fucking opportunity here to start talking to him. Yeah. And mental capacity is a little harsh. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe, uh, oh, I see you don't have the emotional bandwidth. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're tired or whatever. Yeah. But to say you don't have the mental capacity is like you're not capable of it. Like I'm not going to shame her for the words that she used. I knew what she was getting at. Mm -hmm. I just didn't understand why she was doing it because, again, you're a trained therapist. This was your Mm -hmm. fucking opportunity. You're with him alone to sit down and say, okay, this is concerning. Let's talk yeah. about this. Tell me. Like, what, do you what think are you she's holding? not into him? Yeah, I do. Mm. I do. That okay. is exactly where I was going to finish with this. Mm. So you wrapped it up. That's exactly what I think. Because she has all the tools. She has all the knowledge. She has all the support from her friends that are all therapists like she is. She knows these things, Amy. She's not acting on them, but she is kind of doing a little thing where I think she's kind of tricking us to see that she's like giving him space and trying to be supportive and blah, blah, blah. When I think she's really just pushing him out the door a little bit mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. she just doesn't want to say the thing that she doesn't want to say. That's my opinion. I okay. could be wrong. I mean, Come they can go me. either way at this point. I know. Same. I completely agree. But I'm sorry I spoke way too long today. I'm going to show No, up. no, no. That's fine. All right. Let's scoot over to Brandon and Emily. Oh, this guy. So they're moving in together. With all of these people. I know, I know. They're moving in together. And in the meantime, Emily's meeting up with Sophie, her good friend. Mm -hmm. Sophie, her good friend. Mm -hmm. So Emily says, I like Brennan because we match and our values are aligned. And she says, he was so into her, but then something changed. Mm -hmm. And she says he has real issues with being on camera. And Sophie's like, dude, you signed up for this. You knew you were going to be filmed. Yep. Emily says she's starting to get frustrated and Sophie tells him, look, just be patient. Give him some more space. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. 
Now on moving day, Emily has a ton of stuff. But like, I don't think it's inappropriate amounts of things. I don't think it was a ton mm -mm. of stuff at all. She has a, they have to live in this apartment. You need right. essentials. What the fuck? Do you notice what her essentials consist of though? There's I, a I lot did it with of alcohol. alcohol in there. <laughs> I know. So Brennan says, I don't know what to do here because I set a goal for myself that I'll never be divorced. So I need to figure this out. Cut to, cut to a week from now, Brennan wants to get divorced. Guarantee yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So Brennan says, Brennan tells Emily that he takes very long showers because he needs to do a lot of processing. Am I missing this? Is processing code for masturbating? I don't know. That's what I was going to ask like, you. Like, I was urban dictionarying this. Uh, no. Does I, he mean processing, like, just thinking? I don't know. I don't know. Because it was, like, not clear, and it was kind of said as a joke, but then it kind of kept going. I have no idea. Okay, I truly any, have if, no idea. If anybody under the age of 30 is listening, please tell us if processing is code for something. Because... I, I missed it. I don't know. Okay. I don't so, know. All I know is I live with three men and I don't want to know what the fuck goes on in are my they showers. Processing in the shower. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so back to our friends. Only tell Amy because yes. I don't remember teasing. So they go wig shopping and they're acting like goofballs. Like they're having fun. They're they are role having playing. Fun. Yes. Mm -hmm. Emily feels like the wigs are going to loosen up the vibe. And he says, I'm glad Pastor Cal forced me to move in. Oh, and Emily's fuck. like, yeah, I'm glad you eventually came around. And he says, I'm glad that you trusted me to figure this out. No. No. Mm -mm. So now Brennan's trying to do a surfer voice. Like, dude, I'm catching some waves. No, stop it. Stop it. And he puts on like, he wants to think it's a Kurt Cobain wig so bad. I know. It is not. Get that man's name out of your mind, out of your world. I never want to hear you say Kurt Cobain or go anywhere near him in your mind. He has a Julian Assange wig on. That's where we're putting him. Okay. okay. So M has on a red wig and she's pretending to be Veronica, British chick. Okay. I'm Veronica. So, Hello. I'm, I'm Veronica. Veronica. So their friends get there. Okay. And they start talking about the stuff that Emily brought to move in. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> she says she did it all by herself, even with a bad wrist. Stuff? Yeah. I mean, she was clearly stirring up some shit with that comment. He made her move He made all her that move all the is. stuff. Yeah. <sighs> that motherfucker. But I'm just saying, like, that was her way of, like, throwing that dig to make sure that he knew oh, yeah. she was pissed. And oh, I would yeah. be too. Fuck you, mother. Fuck him. So now his Vlad. bros. I don't even want to call him. I'm sorry. I don't even want to call him baby Vlad anymore. No. Because no. we're no, he's full Vlad on Putin now. Someone's Forget it. Yeah. Yes. So yes. his bro his bro I will never call him Putin again, guys. I'm sorry, but I had to say it. It's I there. Know. Okay. His bros all show up now and they're like, dude. And all of these friends are either getting trashed or they all have vocal fry or both. Like it's. I think it's all. It's all like a night above. at the club. Yep. It's all of the above. Mm -hmm. The two friends that are there of Emily's are like getting trashed. They're doing shots. They're loaded. They decide this is a great time to take Brennan outside and talk to him. Now, 
They're like, tell us what made you do the thing. Now, Brennan says to them, I was going on a lot of dates and I didn't have a romantic partner to have in my life. And I felt that that was missing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I found, I thought it was time. It's a decent answer. It was a decent answer. Mm -hmm. The friend is like, she's like a a backbone and I really haven't heard you like be the backbone for her. This woman is slurring. It's hilarious. Okay. It's hilarious. So now um, Brennan says, well, I can do that for her 100%. I can be her backbone. Friend says, you say you're here for her, like, but did you help her move upstairs? And Brennan says something that is so fucking telling. He says, this was the worst thing I've if ever heard. This in my life. was real life, I would have. And the friend is like, What? This okay, is- we need to reenact this now. Are you okay. ready? <clears throat> I'm Brennan, I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna be friend, you be Brennan, okay? You're okay. just you're just trying to follow what's okay. happening here, okay? <laughs> trying to defend yourself, trying to follow. So friend's like, this is real life. Like you guys got married, and I'm worried and I'm upset that. She deserves the world, and I'm not sure you're really giving it to her. You guys are just, like, coming at me. Like, what answer are you looking for? What do, what do you want to hear? I, I feel like you don't help her. Like, you didn't pull everything out of the oven. Um. Well, I got the stuff out of the oven, the churros and the mini whatever the hells. And, and then uh, we see footage of it, him pulling so, the things out of the yeah. oven. Uh, I, I took it out of the oven. I just didn't put it on the platters. Like, I'm at a loss. Why are you coming at but, me? Like, but, like, you didn't plate everything. It seems like you're coming at me, like, out of nowhere. And I'm, try- but, I'm not trying I, to understand. I'm trying to understand. Why are you attacking me? But I feel like you're getting the details wrong. I feel like you're looking for like you're like hung up on details. Oh, I feel like I've done a decent job of opening up. I'm not perfect, but I'm trying. Should I just quit now? Like, is that what you're saying? Like, I should just I'm quit. Like, I'm like making an example. This is. Well, let me just say aside. Okay, I'm breaking the fourth wall a second. I've been this person. Okay, let's go. Yeah, you have. I've yeah, been with I, you when you I, were this yeah, person. I have talked to oh, people yeah. like this. Oh, okay. yeah. And I love it. It's one of my I'm favorite like, things I, about you. I'm making example, like making example of like her plating everything and like you're just standing there. Well, I took it all out of the oven. I'm at a loss. Look, like, look, look. Like wait, at the wait, end no, of the no, day, no, no, like. No, 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 no. Wait, so you didn't get to see all the setup. You you didn't see, so like that doesn't apply, right? I'm trying to understand why you're attacking me. Why are you attacking me? You're coming at me like out of the woodwork. You don't even know me. So like stuff goes on in the background, obviously. No, don't sit here and act like you understand. I don't but, know like, you. At the end of you, the so. day, like why are you married? Um, I wanted a partner. I was dating a lot and I didn't want to be alone anymore. Like, don't sit here and act like you're trying to understand. Like, you're coming at me. You're what are you coming at me, for? dude. You're, you're coming, coming at, at me. me. Okay. Thank you. Scene. He was like just literally trying to follow what she was saying. And I know. She was, she's all over the map. She's like, you don't, you're not doing this. And he's like, okay, give me a specific example. And like, she can't give him one. I know. And then she's changing what she's saying. Like, I appreciated her effort. And I, I did too. I was like, girl, God, I wish you were sober for this because I know. you're saying that you struck the right tone. Yep. You're doing the right thing. Yep. You're just like, but you're tripping over your own fucking feet. Yep. Yeah. 
It sucked. So because like the intention was there. The intention was there and it was correct. I know. So then they she basically it. says to him, like, I've heard you've made it miserable to film. Like you don't like filming. And he's like, Is that what she told you? Mm-hmm. Is that what Emily told you? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, miserable Jesus to Christ, film, somebody man. go put Emily like in the what? tub in a, a hurricane shelter. And he's like, What? I'm miserable to film. Is that what she said? Is that what she said? Yeah. Fuck off. And she's like, anger anger much? Jesus. So basically, she's like, you know, calling him out for having his guard up and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, look, what do you think? I should quit now? I should quit now? I'm still here. I'm still here. Like, these are, and he's doing this in the wig. And that just is like, the best. chef's kiss. The fact that they're all in the wigs Mm -hmm, doing this mm -hmm, is, and mm -hmm. even at one point she like is talking to him and she's like fixing the wig. And I'm like, just take it off. (laughs) (laughs) So later Brennan tells Emily, like your friends attacked me and it was wild. And Emily's like, they just care about me, but it wasn't fair that they treated you like that. No, it was fair. He deserved it. They just need to make more sense. Yeah, they have. So you know what it is. All of these girls are just so fucking immature. They're all and trashed. they're too drunk all the time. Yeah, they're all trashed at this like, party. I really, and it, I it, have been there. I was enabled. I was yes. able to imbue that character because I have been that person. Yes, but I no, get it. no, just That's, no. This is not how you do it. So Brennan tells him. Brennan tells her, or she apologizes, and he says, "You have nothing to apologize for." Mm-hmm. Then he tells the camera. I wanted no drama and I didn't get that. And Emily was very supportive and I give her a ton of credit. And then I don't know why I have this note. Emily is meeting with his friends and she, oh, so she's meeting with his friends inside Mm -hmm. while all that was going down. Mm -hmm. And she was like, it sort of hit me this week that I don't know if he's ready for this. Yeah. And his friends and are all like Pikachu face. Like, yeah. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm, Deer bro. in the headlights. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what to say. So that's really it. Like her friends read him for fucking filth and I was here for it. I yeah, just same. wish they did it better. Me too. Oh, yeah. They could have really, really done a good job here. Yeah. But they blew they it. They I don't know, Amy. <sighs> I have some thoughts. Okay. So. Oh, tell everybody your theory about Brennan. So here's the theory. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good one. Is it possible that, because we do know that he was recently in a relationship. Mm-hmm. We know this. I think what happened, and this is totally just coming out of my ass, mm-hmm. my back door. <laughs> this is from Whoa. my back door, friends. Whoa. Um, no, teasing. But I think, is it possible that he still kind of hung up on this person he jumped into this on a whim. Maybe somebody dared him. I don't know. Whatever the mm-hmm. reason. Who mm-hmm. cares? It doesn't matter. What I think happened is I think he was really into her at the wedding. I think he was really into her when they got to the the honeymoon. Mm-hmm. I think the ex person found out that he got married at first sight. And I think this person either emailed him or texted him or something mm-hmm. that got a worm in his ear or whatever that through him, I don't know if she just commented on it or if she's like, I want you back, but mm-hmm. it's clear that something happened. And you and I both have a friend that have been in this situation before mm-hmm. where you're all into one thing, but then something over here is like, oh, hey, remember me? And you're just like, and the squirrel. switch just 
Yeah. Flips. It's mm-hmm. like squirrel. And that's exactly what happened. Like we're watching it happen. Mm-hmm. And because if you – so he was not weird about filming at the wedding. He was not weird about filming really anywhere until – this shit started and I think it's because like did he make some kind of promise to this person that he's not gonna go through with Mm. it so now he's like trying hard not to be on camera because he doesn't want this other person to see him like doing things something's going on and I think you're correct I think it is the interference in some way by a third party a hundred percent. There's an external something going on here. It totally mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. It has to be. I'm this certain of it. This reminds me of, I want to say we've seen this happen before. Oh, we did. We did with Chris and Paige yes. in Atlanta with that yes. motherfucker where she was like pregnant. Yep. And yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we've seen this before. Seen and mm-hmm. yeah, the switch really did just flip. The switch happens and he's pretending there's no switch. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. well, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is because he can't tell the truth. That's why when Pastor mm-hmm. Cal was grilling him and he was like backed up, he wasn't doing the shoulder shimmy, but he was doing the, mm-hmm. no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. He was just being mean. Yeah. And next week's previews do not look well for him. No. his with Dr. Pia. I know. His defense is anger. Yeah. And that's yeah. a huge problem. Yep. You're I exactly right. Him. You're exactly. I was trying to look up. Because I thought we had this instance on Love is Blind. I thought this happened with Chris and Johnny. Remember, they were together at the party. Yeah. And then when they got to the reunion, he he had he met was- somebody and he just fucked off. Yeah. But I, don't, I think he had met somebody. I don't think it was somebody from his somebody, past. No. Mm-hmm. With Chris and Paige, it was somebody from his past. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree so. with you. I agree with I you. I really think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I truly do. Just because, like I said, we've seen this happen in other seasons We've seen this happen in real life. Nothing else really explains it, but the like you said, the interference of someone else. And I'm I'm mm-hmm. gonna stand on that until I'm yeah yeah otherwise until I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it's a good theory. Mm-hmm. So next time on the couples talk, and Cam says, "I'm head over heels." Aww. Okay, I really think he is. Brennan fights with Doctor Pia. This, I can't freaking wait to see this scene. She's like, I'm talking to Emily. I'm talking to Emily. Yeah. She can yeah. speak for herself. Yep. Whoa. And Dick Bag, he is, oh, I, I hate him. I hate him too. Austin needs time to work through things that could tear them apart. I know. What is that? I don't know. I don't understand what that is. Is it I the wrote- religion? Might be. Or the illness. I don't know. I don't know either. I wrote, Brennan low-key rages out. And then Lauren is forced to meet with Orion again. And we don't know why. I'm at the point where I feel like they're just abusing her now. (laughs) Like, stop. Leave her. Let her alone. I am begging Kinetic Content, who produces this show. I am begging you. To do a middle-aged version of this. Please. Get divorces, get people in their 40s, early 50s. Let's yes. get real here. Please. This, I'm so tired. I'm so over reality shows. Try, because s- socially, society has shifted their views on marriage. Mm-hmm. 20-year-olds are not running out wanting to get married anymore. I know. And so, like, I don't know, I- like... What are their ages here? They're all they're like in their, in their early thirties, early thirties. Yeah, 
So here's something I will say though. Maths, um, I don't know if it's you, it was Australia. Um, the ones I watched two seasons, but one season that I watched did have like older divorcee um people that had children. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. Australian mm-hmm. version does that. Like they it's anybody. Yes, which is we- kind of great. We 100% need to do do better here. Mm-hmm. We cannot take 20-year-olds and do this experiment. No, it doesn't not, work. It's not going to work if the experts aren't going to be involved like they used to be. It's just it, not, and we're seeing that. I mean, I just feel like, again, what we know about marriage, how the views of marriage have changed, how people don't feel that you are stuck in bad marriages anymore Mm -hmm. or there's not the resilience or the grit to stay in a marriage that doesn't Mm -hmm. work for you right and in in many in many ways that's a great thing right but like these guys are just not going to put in the work they're just not they don't have to they don't have to exactly (sighs) i know oh my gosh a middle-aged version of this show middle-aged maths Women, you know, approaching perimenopause, they need to yes. just lay in bed and watch their murder shows. Yep. The the husband's out like, I don't know, playing World of Warcraft. They're not talking to each other. Everything's great. Yep. Exactly. Seriously. Seriously. All seriously. joking aside, adults with yeah. real life experience would just make the show so much richer. So much richer. And don't mm-hmm. like, don't get me wrong though. I love this show. I, love I like this the show, show too, but I feel like it's changing. And maybe it's as I'm getting older, my patience for that is less. I don't know. That could be it. I don't I know, think that, but like, why do, are we doing this with 20-year-olds? I do think that our aging could probably be a part of it. I mean, we started watching maybe. this a long-ass time ago. A long time but, ago. But, you know, I mean, the experts aren't nearly as involved. We've talked about this every week. I mean, until mm-hmm. they start... Going back to the original concept of the show, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm, don't. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. We can't just throw these people together. Yeah, with, it's with just, no support or with love minimal. Is love is blind. Same thing. Same, like, oh, look yes. at. There's a reason that the Golden Bachelor was so successful. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, learn from yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. It is weird. All right, girl. Um, guys, if you haven't already, jump in our backdoor friends. Check out our paid content. We offer couple different tiers. We're doing some 90-day stuff, sister wives, some cult stuff on there. And also we have ladies of a certain age tier where you're going to hear a lot of Gen X and ladies of a certain age talk. Yeah. And Amy and I are contemplating doing a Virgin River rewatch. Yeah. It's not going over well in the group, girl. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Fuck you, Jenny. (laughs) My sister Jenny got in there and tanked it. I feel like she's influencing people. Mm -mm. I love it so much. It was such a big sister move. Um... It it really was like she has no skin in this no. game, and she just jumps no. in there to Get sabotage me. Yes, mm-hmm. Jenny, fuck off, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> we do have guys. If you're listening to this on Thursday, yep. we have the Virgin River Christmas special coming out this Saturday. So stay tuned. Can't wait. That'll be fun and exciting. All right, my friend, um, leave us a five star review, even if you say something terrible about us. Like we're too mean and too snarky. Still leave the five stars. We'll take it. That was the greatest. My, that's <laughs> definitely my favorite review this so far. <laughs> and also, while you're leaving a review, you should share the pod with a friend. Share, that's a po- a great share idea. the pod with one of your backdoor friends. That's a good idea. Invite mm-hmm. your backdoor friends to the backdoor mm-hmm. friends. There you go. There the you more go. the we merrier. Got we got it. All right, my friend, I'll talk to you soon. And thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you soon. Love you, Bones.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.